Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away Will the circle We are rolling today with another episode of Circle Unbroken. We are happy that you have tuned in. As previously mentioned, I am your host, Taft Ayers, joined in by my man, Coach Mike. Hello, sir. Hello. How you doing? You hanging in there today? Hanging in there. That's about... About what uh, the word is, hanging in there. My, my friends can't see this, but Coach has a huge left hand, and his left hand is huge. It's kind of ballooned up right now. Yeah, it looks like, like I got a boxing glove yeah, on right now. I, I keep I keep getting like Donkey Kong vibes, <laughs> but from your big mitt, just an encounter with a lot of yellow well, jackets, it was right? you know you've heard the little thing called you know he floats like a butterfly and stings like a bee. Yeah, yeah he should have rephrased that. Stings like a yellow jacket. Oh, dude. Uh, trimming hedges, I cut a yellow jacket nest in half, and they weren't happy about it. <laughs> they 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 expressed their displeasure yeah. on my hand. <laughs> it's a perfect excuse for you hitting the wrong button today. Yeah, well, um, if you yeah, if so you, just, you hear some weird sounds, right, right, <laughs> guys. If you hear weird sounds today, it's Coach um, wringing his hands together, uh, maybe going out and just knocking it against the wall to see if he feels anything. Yeah. I bet you feel a lot. Yes, like a I, I'm feeling a lot more than I want to. Uh, man, I am I am sorry. We like to paint pictures for you here uh, for all of our listeners. Well, today's episode is another episode where we jump back into our mailbag. And so it's our second session of mailbag uh, coming up here. And, and what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about a few more questions. And we, we had really good feedback. It's funny. The, the mailback que- questions that we had were where people would submit them and then feedback on mailbag. And so it's like saying thank you for a thank you note. Like it, it was really neat uh, to hear people talk about our mailbag episode last time. And today, as we talk about the mailbag and three different questions that have been submitted for this one, one of the things that I want to state is this. When we answer your mailbag questions, we are not making fun of you for your question. We're not making fun of you directly because we don't know you. Um, a lot of people, when they submit them, they don't, they don't put all their information. We maybe could play some, you know, FBI level, do some research looking at your, um, different domains from your email addresses, but we're not doing that. And so when we answer these, we come from a place where we receive them and the things that we say back, just know this, we are giving you our perspective on them. We didn't come out and take these questions from you. You came and submitted them to us. And so just remember that I had a buddy, he was doing something the other day and he was listening to the mailbag episode and he reached out to me and he goes, oh man, he goes, you blistered them for that question. And I said, well, we didn't really want to blister them. We just wanted to give an honest opinion, answer, feedback. Right, coach? Yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, as, as a former teacher, you know, you realize, the question reveals a whole lot more than most 
most people intend sure. to re- to reveal. Right. Yes. And, and that's yeah. kind of where we kind of went with that question. Yeah. I think. yeah you're right. I think if that's the question he's it referring probably to. Probably so. <laughs> when we landed the plane hot. Let, let's get into the first one, Coach. The first one here says this. And it's, it's funny because they don't just hit us with a question. Usually there's a statement, question, statement. There's a, a sandwich to a it. Setup, yes. Yeah. Yes. So here, here's this statement, uh, a couple of statements, and then a question. I want to quit my job, but there's no backup plan. Life is too short to be miserable all day. Thoughts. So, so basically, it's somebody telling us what they want to do. They're saying, I want to quit my job, but newsflash, I don't have a backup plan. I don't have something else to do. I want to quit. I want to run off. I want to slam the door shut. But then once that door shuts, and I'm inserting all of these thoughts and emotions here, once that door shuts and it's slammed, where are you going? Okay, that, that's what I'm saying here. Then they say this, life's too short to be miserable all day. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Amen. Life, life yeah. is way too short for you to wake up uh, in dread, go through the day as a robot, and at the end of the day, finish it thinking, okay, I've got two hours before I fall asleep and I've got to do that again. Now, I realize I just condensed this down to a terrible cycle, but that's where anxiety comes from. That's where terrible feelings come from for people. And so I agree with you that life's way too short to be miserable all day. I also agree with that. I had a buddy tell me one time, life's too short to be miserable sitting in church. Um, had a buddy tell me that because he was talking about the different churches that he had gone to, and he was now attending one where he said, I'm just going to be honest with you. I go, but I don't like it. And when he told me that, he said, I go, I don't like it. And he told me, he said, I think life is way too short to be miserable sitting here at church. And I said, I agree with, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with that from that perspective. We've got an issue here also of I've met people before that maybe went to a church they didn't want to go to, maybe went to a school that they weren't crazy about, maybe went to a job every day that they weren't nuts about. And those people would agree with you that life's way too miserable. Excuse me. Life's way too short to be miserable all day. But they had a different perspective. They had a different outlook. They would say, I'm going to make the most of this. So, so back to your question, I want to quit my job, but I don't have a backup plan. Life's too short to be miserable all day. Thoughts. Well, here's the first thought. You can be in a situation for a long time, and it can feel like a long time when you are uncomfortable, when you don't like it, when you hate it, when you want to quit. Uh, You can be in a job where it's not going well for you, you're not happy, and the, the clock just seems to go slowly and slowly, almost like you're serving a sentence, right? Yeah. The, uh, you know, the first thing that rings out to me is you say, when he says, I don't have a backup plan, mm-hmm. put one together. Correct. Okay. You know, there's, there's, you know, okay. If you don't have the, if you don't have the certification, you don't have the licensure to, to go to another job or you don't have the education, get the education. There's so many online classes now that you can get certified in, in a short, relatively short period of time and relatively inexpensive, you know, whatever field you want to get into, that's going to make you excited to get up for the day start working towards getting that certification sure that being said 
uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever had. As long as you have control over the situation, do not leave a job until you have a job mm-hmm. to go to. Mm-hmm. Don't just walk out because you get ticked off one day and, and, and stuff because that creates a, a desperate cycle. Oh sure. Do you end up end up it probably end up in a worse situation, end up in a worse job than you than you left when you're you weren't happy with what right. you were in. Right. Right. But just how unhappy are you? Are That's you, a good you question. Know, are you unhappy enough to start changing the plan or start changing the situation and create your backup plan? And and if if, if you're not, then then you kinda need to look inward. About right. your happiness, and we've already talked about that a lot of times in other places. But get the plan. Yes, put the plan together and, and go that, do something about it. And your plan can look like all different sorts of things. Oh yeah, you know, sometimes people think it's yeah you know, one direction. Again, if it's a, if it's a matter of certification, if it's a matter of training, mm-hmm. then go back to school. Right. And again, well, I can't afford to go to school while I'm working. Okay, night classes online. Right. There are. Literally hundreds of colleges and uh, certification institutes, uh, depending on what field sure. you want to get into, that are available, that are relatively inexpensive. I mean, all you got to do is turn on the TV and you'll get five, you'll get five advertisements mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, do something about it. Get your backup plan. And then you have options. And you can you can weigh those options. Look at those options. Yeah. One of the worst plans, I'm using air quotes here, that you can have, or one of the worst statements that you can make when you're looking to quit your job is this: anywhere but here. If if you say anywhere but here, like where do you want to go? Anywhere but here. That's not a plan. Uh, anywhere but here is like Coach said earlier is going to lead you to a cycle. Now you can feel that way. You can say. I don't grow here. It's toxic here. Fill in the blank here. That That's what I'm reading here because the, the person says life's too short to be yeah. miserable all day. And you could be thinking, you know what, uh, I'm Forrest Gump when she was like, God, make me a bird so I can fly, fly, fly Let's away from here. Like, yeah, I get that you want to go, but anywhere but here cannot be your strategy. You've yeah. got to think, what can I do? How can I do it? What am I good at? What What do I want to be good at? Correct. You know, that's, yep. uh, get your, get your plan to get, then go start chasing it. You can put up with a lot of stuff, right? If you're chasing a dream, right? Yes. Yes. And okay. You don't like where you are, then, then change it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to probably not going to happen easily. Right. But if, you know, if you're really that unhappy, start building that plan, you know, uh, that's one one of the things I always said as a teacher was to to my students was stay in school get your get your high school diploma get a get some kind of degree whether it's an associate's degree out of a two year college or four year college whatever and then if you want to go flip hamburgers that's fine but at least it's a choice and not the only thing you've got left correct correct as long as you have a choice and the more education you have is, is really the best first step. The more education you have, the more choices you have. Right. Yep. And your choices and, are gonna they're going to empower you. Uh, you're yeah. you're going to feel better when you can pick something as opposed to feeling like you are we mentioned this earlier, sentenced to yeah. your job. That's a different feeling. Yeah. And, and so you 
but you're creating that backup plan and you have something to go to. But again, let me emphasize, do not leave your current situation until you have something to go to. Uh, I've seen so many young people get mad at a job. Fine. I've had it. I'm done. I'm miserable here. I'm done. And they, give their two weeks notice or they quit on the right. spot. Don't even give a two weeks yep. notice. They just walk out. And all of a sudden now they have no income. They've got still got payments. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those cars and how, if, if you know, depending on how old this person's in, you know, right. what, what situation, those cars, those clothes, that food don't come free. <laughs> uh, and you know, you're going to have to pay for it somehow. Exactly. And, if you think miserable in a ba- in a job you don't like, try being miserable without a job. Right, right. <laughs> oh, and, then, and now now you are talking miserable. And we and, get into generations here because yeah. there are generations now. If you start looking at current generations, they will they will stay home and be miserable if they're not chasing their passion. And I'm not I'm not making fun of that. It's just true that that's what you see more and more. You see other generations that say this. I don't. You know what I'm passionate about? Getting the bills paid. And, and so, yeah. so there's there's different schools of thought. Now you look at both of those. If I am somebody who is being paid to do a job, as long as you're there, do the job. Like 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 yes. do the job. Give it that your you've best. Yeah, been paid best. to do. Don't in your misery say. Okay, life's too short to be miserable all day. Agreed. But in your misery, don't be non-productive, checked out, angry because you hate it here because that's doing nothing as well. You're what you're doing really is you're stealing from the company because you're taking money and you're doing nothing. But remember this: when you submitted this question, you had time to submit the question, which means you know our format which means you've listened to our program. And so if you've listened to our program, that means that you have time to do things, maybe that you don't even realize. And so some people get in this cycle of work, 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 parenthetically, hate it, have no time to do anything else. And you really have to zoom out and say, okay, I do have more time than I think watching a show, listening to an episode, doing something. And so you may have more time than you think to do some of the things that Coach mentioned earlier, to get some type of certification that you need, to talk to people that are in other jobs or careers, in other places. There, You have time. We make time for the things that are important to us. And so, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. coming back to one of my questions. Yeah. Just how unhappy are right. you with this situation? Right. Are you unhappy enough to do something about it? Yes. Yes. There's a way and, to be faithful at your job yeah. while yes. also work a backup plan. Yes. And, and again, one of the things about misery, at least my experience of misery, is being unhappy in a situation with no way out of it. Sure. Now, if I'm if I'm going to classes or I'm working on training or I'm trying to get experience, I'm working my way out of this situation. My misery kind of takes a back seat, mm-hmm. and I have something to work for. I have something. I have a target. I have a dream to chase. Yeah, I'm in a you know I'm over here digging a ditch that I don't want to dig. Right. Right. But I've got something better that I'm working for, and this is just going to pay the bills for a while. And again, while I'm, while I'm on the clock, I'm digging the best ditch I can dig. Right. Uh, 
you'll also find out that you invest yourself more in the job you've got. It might get better. Have you done everything you can do? <laughs> Just, yeah, you, yeah. It might get better. Yeah. It may not be good enough to stay. Right. And right. that's fine. If that's, if that's the situation you're in, then, then you know, go mm-hmm. back to the steps we were talking about. But if you invest yourself in your job a little bit more and will look for ways to make it better, you might just make it, you, yeah. you might turn it. And all of a sudden you start finding out, Hey, this place isn't quite as bad as I thought it was. I will tell you from experience listeners, quitting can be satisfying. It can be, uh, we're going to admit that. Quitting can be satisfying to say, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to be here anymore. There's a way to quit and not burn the place down. There, there's a way to quit and say, hey, I'm stepping out. I'm, I'm backing away. I'm not going to do this anymore. And it can be satisfying. The reason that I'm choosing the words can be is because it is not a guarantee. It is not a guarantee that you quitting is going to bring you the ultimate satisfaction. Sometimes you think, what's this place going to do without me? And I'm going to quit. Well, you know what they're going to do? They are going to keep on keeping on. And hire somebody to play. They are going to They, they were going long before you got there, Correct. and they're going to keep going after you yes. leave. <laughs> you, can, you can be a blessing while you're there, but, hey, news flash. Everything, no matter how important you might be, no matter how many things you are doing, you, the world doesn't revolve around you. You, you are not as special as you think you might be when it comes to that job. And what I'm doing here is not telling you you don't have value. What I am doing here, I promise, is not telling you that you're insignificant, okay? Here's what I'm telling you. Sometimes we overestimate, not, not our job, but we overestimate the weight of our presence, I am not telling you this today so that you think less about yourself. What I am telling you today is this. You may think, I'm going to quit and I'm going to show them. It doesn't always work that way. You have to evaluate what is important to you, as Coach mentioned earlier, why you're miserable, and you've got to do an honest assessment looking around and saying this. Are there things here that I could tweak that I could change, that could be made different so that I liked it better. I've given advice on this show before in every element, and I've said this. We have a call in every area of our life to stay and make it better or leave. I do that when I'm talking to teams. I do it when I'm talking to churches. Um, I do it really everywhere I talk to except for marriage. But I tell people, stay and make it better or leave. It's it's not a sentence here. And so if you think you're ready to leave by saying, I want to quit my job, have you done everything you could as you've stayed to try and make it better? And then to your own admission, there's no backup plan. So let me say it to you like this. Get your one. Yeah. Like go build the plan, get the backup plan, work on that. And I want to affirm you as we go into the into the break. I agree with your final statement that life's too short to be miserable all day. But as coach said, make sure that in your departure, you're short up, you're a good steward, you're planned out so that when you leave, you're not making yourself more miserable with no plan. 
Thank you for your submission. We'll be back on Circle Unbroken after the break. Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kids' zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Gypsy Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. 
Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. It is a good day. It's a good day because we're here, because you're here. You are listening. You are alive. You are awake. I mean it. Now, you may want to go back to sleep, but you got a pulse. You're you're above ground. Four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I bet you whenever they're listening, they're probably doing this. Oh, I'm dead tired, man. Like you say, if, if, if you want to go back to sleep at four o'clock in the afternoon, unless yep. you're working nights, I, I well, will say that. Coach, so. there have been some times in my life where I've woke up and I've been bitten by the exercise bug. I'm going to wake up early and do stuff. Don't talk to me about being my books. <laughs> too soon. And at the end of the day, I'm like done. Like, but usually, to, to your point, usually that's like one o'clock, two o'clock. You get the extra yeah. energy. But yeah, you may be getting that feeling today of, you know what? I'm, I'm just worn out. I'm, I'm beaten up. You may feel like our previous session here on the show where they said, I want to quit my job, but there's no backup plan. Life's too short to be miserable all day you may be in that spot and if you are we want you to have hope if if you're alive you've got a chance to work on it right coach oh yeah and and that's i guess that's the first part that you know that i want you know to yeah you back on that is uh you've got the chance to change it and you you know take it 
take that step. You know, again, just how unhappy are you? If you're unhappy enough to do something, start doing something, but do it positively. Yes. Yes. Uh, do it constructively and do it respectfully. Yes. Uh, right. You know, and, and, and then also look at, look at the source of your misery. Exactly. And is it, is it something you're doing or not doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or is it something outside or something in the job? Yeah. And, you know, if it's something you're doing, yeah, you know, they're, they're, that's, that kind of goes without saying. Fix it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And if you're – I'll use old terminology that was given to me back in the day. If you're not dead – it's not too late. If you are dead, what are you doing still listening to the show? Uh, you know I mean? Come on. But if you're, if you're not, then it's not too late. Like there's an opportunity for you to work on it, for you to change, to make it different. Coach, we had somebody who you could tell had really been listening to our programming, the programming that we had here, and then also the crossover programming that we've had at Kennedy Broadcasting where I've appeared on Mike Steele's show. And we talked in two different episodes about the concept of the book, Why Men Hate Going to Church, if you remember that. And we, we talked about that book, and it, it started a lot of different conversations. I actually spoke recently this past weekend at a men's breakfast, and they wanted to talk about the idea of how men have to kind of turn it off when they're, you know, take your week, weekday man. Whatever he does, you kind of have to turn it off when you go into quote unquote church. You be, you become a different person. If you're prospecting all week, you can't go into church and think there's 700 prospects here and I want to sell, you know, to all of them. If you're a competitor, if you're a, dri- a driven person, you can't go into the church assembly and think I want to beat everybody. Like you, you kind of remember, okay, I'm here to do something different as a congregant, as somebody who's a part of a church. And we studied the DNA and we looked at the DNA and one of our episodes about why it's a struggle for men, why it's harder for little boys all the way up to grown men to really connect at church the way that they can connect in a deer stand on a ball court, ball field, fill in the blank, other places. And so somebody was listening to this because they submitted this question. And I could tell, you can tell when somebody's been listening to a certain episode or a certain thing that that made them think about this. And, And so the response here is this. It says, the church that I go to doesn't have any real men in leadership. Let me say this again. The church that I go to doesn't have any real men in leadership. What should I do? I, I want to speak into this because I have traveled around to all different kinds of churches. I've, I've gone all over. I've, I've been blessed to be able to go to all different kinds where, I, Coach, when I go to speak, I will ask the church three different things. I will say, first of all, what's your budget? Because i got to know, man, if I'm going to – if I'm going out of the Bible Belt – I've got to make sure there's enough budget to get me there and get me home to where I'm not ripping yeah. my family off. Number two, I will ask the church, I will say, what are some hot topics at the church that you don't want me to touch on? Because if there's, if there's been a tragedy or if there's been mm-hmm. something that's happened at the church, the guest speaker, you've seen this before, can step right into it. Mm-hmm. And I said, so, so catch me up on that. And then the third thing I always say is this, if, and this is a fun one, my wife taught me this. I do it with corporations, with churches, but it's really good with churches. If you could dress me for your event, what would I wear? 
And it's an opportunity for them to say, hey, we're suit and tie place. Yeah, this is our dress code. Yes. Yeah. It's another one for say, if you do that, people won't listen to you. Like, like there's, it's a neat question and it always gets multi pronged answers. Uh, but it allows them, this allows them to be in control of the whole thing with me asking things that are important to me. So if, if you're a public speaker, if you're somebody that goes and coaches for organizations, you're welcome. Use those three questions because they're always, you touch everything there. You're not going to get ripped off you're, financially. You're not going to blow the place up with a hot topic. And you're not going to be offensive on purpose. You know, you're going to be able to control what you can control as far as your dress. But the response that I get on question number three a lot of times when I say, if you could dress me for your event, okay. their response to me a lot of times, if they say, hey, we've got all different kinds of people who dress however they want want to dress and do this, uh, A, I'm comfortable with that. But B, I can almost guarantee you what I'm going to see on stage before me. Now, when I say this, I want everyone to know, yes, I am being stereotypical. And yes, I'm about to paint with a really broad brush, and I want you to feel free. I want you to feel free to email me, Taft at Kenny Broadcasting, okay? I want you to feel free to respond to me and tell me it's not the case at your church. That's fine. Won't, won't, won't offend me. I'm going with my experience here as the one answering this. When people tell me it really doesn't matter how I dress there, we've got people of all different types here, I'm again, A, I love it, B, I usually see a worship leader at those places. I'm just going to go for it here. Non-PC answer. Who's not a manly man. Usually at those places, there is going to be somebody leading worship who isn't the first guy that you're going to call based on looks alone to go cut down a tree. Usually, he's not the first person that I'm going to think about as somebody who's going to go out and if I'm going to get in a fight in an alley that I want to take him with me. Uh, usually, this day and age, the men that are in leadership at churches like this are men that you can tell they spend their time working on their song selection. They spend time working on their stage presence. That there's a different vibe for a lot of these men, and they are perceived as leaders. Then, many a times, I will go to churches where the local pastor, the person who does all the teaching there, will be somebody who is not the most manly man. It will be somebody who's teaching, and he's almost more of a rock star than he is a lumberjack. And he's a lot of times he looks like picture picture a Bon Jovi look at, at a lot of these churches, as opposed to looking over here and seeing what's the guy's name from Dirty Jobs, uh, oh, Mike Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, usually at churches like this, it's different. And then if you study this more and more, preachers, teachers, pastors, leaders in these bigger churches like this, the more masculine they are, the more trouble they get into. There is a toxic nature that's thrown around in our world today at these mega churches. If somebody says things that are, might be biblically correct, but politically incorrect, or if they tend to go down the line of hardcore masculinity, that people can say, oh, well, that, that's barbaric. That's archaic in approach. And so I understand that you can look at churches like this and say, that's not a real dude. 
that's not somebody that looks like a, a manly man. Now, there's other churches that I have gone to, and I have found this to be the case. From a worldly perspective, the more conservative the church is, the more conservative the church is, as far as back to the right, as far as like down-home principles, I will see more dudes in churches like that. I will see more men that are there while I look there and I'll say, you know what, that guy probably has a piece underneath his jacket. Uh, that guy probably, if I asked him, there was a church one time I went to in a, in a very rural environment, and we were we were doing a, I was speaking, and then we were doing an outreach activity, and I asked him, I said, hey, any of you guys got a knife? Because we were doing some stuff with turkeys, we were feeding 300 families, and one of the guys goes, I'm wearing pants, aren't I? And they all laugh. Like, like it was a different type of church as, as far as the, the masculine nature there. And so for this I thought question, you were going to say you had, you had nine knives show up. Bam, bam, bam. They were all there. Uh, well, they were ready to because yeah. the way they all laughed at his yeah. response, they were all ready. So here's where, here's where I'm going with this. I think what you perceive – now, let, let's be really honest. A real man loves his family – serves his God, and it doesn't matter if he's wearing skinny jeans or not. A real man is a man who has a heart that seeks after truth and justice, is compassionate and convicted. And you know what? He can be a man who's never cut down a tree before. I get those things. What I'm coming from from the angle here is the person that's going to submit this question seems to be the kind of person that's not really looking at the heart is looking and making a broad statement of we don't have any real men here. Like I'm, I'm a real man or I'm, I'm looking for a real man and I don't really see one. Up yeah. There. That's uh, my, my first question when you read it was, okay, how do you define mm-hmm. real man? Sure. And sure. probably uh, the definition, this person, you know, again, impressions, Will be considerably different, right? Than uh, than what a lot of people will say. You know, uh, again, uh, how do you how do you measure? You know, like I said, conviction, uh, consistency, uh, willingness to lead. Hey, he's up front. You know, you've noticed him. Why he's up front? Correct. Correct. You know that that takes that takes something. You know. Um, and so, um, again, most of my, most of my solutions are look back to yourself, look into the mirror, right? How do you define a real man? And are you, are you put projecting maybe your own insecurity about your manhood? Right. Uh, to, to some extent. And again, that's that's a tough question to ask yourself. That's a that's a you know, if I'm if I see myself as a real man, I don't see myself as insecure. Sure, but if I see other men who don't necessarily meet my model, uh, what is it about them that makes me feel mm-hmm. this way? Right, and am I insecure about that? Check check your heart. Check your motive. Yeah. The last line of their question says this, what should I do? Let, let me park this one. Here's what you should do. As Coach said, 
Look and see what your metric is, how you measure a man, what what you mean here. And then also, the church that I go to doesn't have any real men in leadership. Okay, use your metric. Go find real men at your church, and then ask yourself why they're not in leadership. Ask them if they want to be in leadership, and see if you're asking for something that's impossible, or is there a reason here that somebody's not in leadership? And, and see, here's what you should do. How can you bridge the gap? Why are the people, the, the men that you perceive not in leadership, and see if there is a bridge uh, that can be handled and taken care of there? I think it's a fine question because it means that you care. I think it's a fine question because you're saying, I want so-and-so to lead me. So here's what you should do. See if that's even possible. Thank you for your submission. We'll be back on Circle Unbroken after the break. Listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. 
Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. For our final session today of Circle Unbroken Mailbag episode, these have become popular and it means a lot to us that people take the time to submit their questions. So let me restate this. If you would like to submit a mailbag question, you can do so by emailing me. That is taft at kennedybroadcasting.com. You can go ahead and send that to us and we will make sure that we get those in. It means a lot to us because it's listener feedback and it means that you care. And again, there are no such things as stupid questions, only stupid people that ask them. Just kidding with you, Coach Mike. Welcome back, sir. We, we just like yeah, that was see. a curveball. We just want to see if people are listening, right? Like, did you just call me stupid, sir? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah you know, maybe. All right. So, last question today, and we know that we can also turn into a place for people to gripe. If we're being honest, some of these questions have have really showed, as you mentioned earlier, heart issues. They've showed things that you might be struggling with. And and let me say when I say you know. 
I answered both questions from my perspective. Absolutely. The first, my first piece of advice was to look into yourself first. Mm -hmm. And because in those circumstances, I've been in both of those circumstances and for me to find the solution that was workable for me, one of the first things I had to do was look at me. Right. And so I've had to do that. And I know that's not an easy thing to do. Sure. Sure. But that was also probably the most constructive thing I could have done. I'm the only one I have full, full control over. Right. And I don't always have full control of that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Well, as you mentioned, it could be one of the hardest things to do is but, to turn it inward. But this is, you know, I'm the one that can change me the most. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I want to change the situation, that's going to be where I'm going to have the effect the most is in myself. Right. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Absolutely. Well, here's here's the final one, Coach, and I'm, I'm guaranteeing, and this is no condemnation on you or your people, as it's not on me or mine, but I guarantee you, you have you have been surrounded by this before, maybe in your house, maybe on your teams somewhere. This last question today is, it's, it's a great statement, but then it comes with another question as well. My kids, capital letters, do not know how to work hard. Is this generation progressively getting softer? Let me let me state this again from our old get off my lawn uh, section here. My kids do not. Here's what they say. Do not know how to work hard. Is this generation progressively getting softer? Coach, what do you think about that question? Uh, be fair. Again, be come fair. back. Come back <laughs> to yourself fair, here. Come back around yeah, yourself. Sure. If they're your kids yeah, and, they, they, they. and you're getting this result, it's because they've been led mm -hmm. by what's somebody a, to, to that. You <laughs> right. know, right. to that situation. Kids are very malleable. To use a big term, they will do pretty much what you expect them to do. Sure. And if you hold a standard of work and you hold a standard of accomplishment, uh, 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 for sat you know, satisfaction for accomplishment or accomplishment for satisfaction, whichever way you want to put it, they're going to, they're going to latch onto that eventually. Now that may not be exactly the way you do, right. but they're going to eventually get it. Um, you know, that's the, one of the problems again, as a teacher and a coach, when I run into a kid and I have to address mom and dad. It mm -hmm. usually is a pretty good explanation to me why I'm having the issues with the kid that now I'm having. I see. <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. Uh, you know, and, you know, and I hate to say that, but, but I also see, you know, that kids will, kids, whether they, they'll fight them, they'll fight them like crazy. Right. But they want boundaries. Right. They want expectations. And they, you know, again, they'll never express it sure, out loud. I, well, I say never. Very rarely do they ever express And most of the time, they, they kind of kick against it. But they want it. Yeah. And they feel a whole lot more secure with it. And that's not just good versus bad. That's also level of expectation of performance, of behavior, of work ethic. Right. You know, uh, you know, my, my girls, uh, I, I'm, 
I'm, I'm very happy to, to say I've got a couple of girls right now that are very hard workers and they're held in high esteem by their employers because they're hard workers. Sure. And, you know, they, they moaned and groaned and complained when I, you know, <laughs> go back, fix the room. It's not good enough. Right. Or, you know, Hey, you got a yard job out here that you're helping me with. And, and that's, you know, we, we need to get this done. We need to get this done. Why do I have to do it? Cause you live here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. part of, you know, it's part of being part of this family. And, um, so they now as adults, they're looking back and both of them have said something to me about the standards that we held, right. Uh, both in school and at home, uh, of behavior of, uh, expectation of, of contribution to the work that had to be mm-hmm. done around the house. Sure. And, you know, again, I, I'm three for three. Look back at yourself. You know, right. you see the problem because the kids are a reflection of the generation that brings them into existence. Correct. And, and so let's use that. Generations that bring them into existence. I want to insert something here. I say if you go back to Adam and Eve and you go from Adam and Eve to 2023, okay, and you go generation by generation by generation. Boom, 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 dot, dot, dot. Boom, 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 boom. Get all the way up here, okay? You do the math. That's not where we're going. I dare say there hasn't been a generation come up where an older generation has looked at a younger one and said, they just work too hard. I, I dare say there has not been a generation going, you know what? They're just, they're, man. These these kids these days, they're just they, they they do they do too much labor. I I dare say that hasn't happened. I've had to learn though to look at the fact that it wasn't the fact that my girls didn't work hard, mm-hmm. but they worked a lot differently. That's where I want to go. Yes, you know. Yes, both my girls. You know, I I would sit down. Of course, we're you know academically. When I had to write a paper, I had to go to the library. I had to go do you know the card catalog mix right. and and you know right. sit down with a pen and paper and write out the mm-hmm. paper and then possibly type it and stuff. And my girls, you know, different generation, you know, they they jump on their computers or jump on their phone, which is more of a sure. computer than I ever had right. growing up. And they know where to go. They know where to look and stuff like that. They don't write. They write very little on paper anymore. Right. Right. Very little, but they're working and they're working efficiently and they're working in regards to mm-hmm. the academic world. And, and, and so they're working hard. Yeah. Right. Coach, but they're working differently than I did. Tell, tell our audience how old you are. I'm 62 and I'm, and I'm 63. Okay. And I'm 43 pushing yeah. 44. And so with our ages, with where we are, my kids are younger your your kids yeah. are established. Yes. You're where I want to get, right? I want to be mm-hmm. able to breathe that sigh of relief and go, okay, I didn't kill him, right? <laughs> like, 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 I want to get to that point. But in, in both of our spots here with what we're talking about, the, I think we're both saying to this person, evaluate what they are doing and your definition of hard work. There might be lazy people, but there's also really good odds that – what you're saying is not hard work. What you're saying that they're not doing right now, I don't think the answer is as simple as, yep, they're soft. Because if you take me and you at our ages mm-hmm. and you put us in other environments, 
There may be some people that, quote, unquote, don't sweat as much as we do or haven't done as much as we do. In other environments, they would work circles around us because of what they know to do from technology or from what they know to do in something that you and I just haven't spent time at the way right. that they have. And so they may look at us and be like, oh, I thought you were a hard worker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I dare say my both my daughters can accomplish three times as much as I can sure. on a computer right? and, and get – and be very productive right. in what right. they're doing. Uh, now, can they go out and coach football team? Can they go out sure. and run a marathon? No. <laughs> right. You right. Know, they can't. Uh, but I, I would dare say if push comes to shove in a survival mode, I think my girls also have the attitude of I will find a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it may hurt. I may have to sacrifice some things I don't want to sacrifice. But – I don't see neither one of neither one of my girls mm-hmm. as soft, and and, there and are, they will survive, and they will. And, and again, where do you come back? What's your definition of soft? Correct. Is it, you know, one guy? One one thing I was told one time was as a manager, as a manager, is to find, and this is a air quote thing, find the laziest guy on your staff that will get the job done. Because he's going to find the most efficient way to do it because he doesn't want to spend time doing it. <laughs> I like that. Yep. Now, yep. again, here's the trust. He will get the job done. Right. Right. But he's also going to find the easiest and the best way to do it so he can get it done faster because he wants to, he's he wants gonna, his leisure time. He's going to show you some efficiency. Yeah, and, and, and stuff. So there's a, there's a difference. You know, uh, I had to start retooling some of my words to my students instead of work hard. Oh, I bet was work smart, mm-hmm. work efficiently, work this way and get this, you know, use this as your measuring stick. You know, how, how do you read hard? Mm, mm, you know, right. how do you, how do you, right. you know, write hard other than break your pencil? Right. Yeah. 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 I, I stabbed it. Yeah. Bro- yeah. Yeah. How do you study hard? Right. Right. Yeah. And so rethink your definition of soft and hard. Sure. Yes. And again, remember your kids, you know, there's this Bible verse, train a child in the way they should go and they will not soon depart from it. Mm-hmm. That goes either way. Right. Right. <laughs> it really does go either way. Right. Right. And if you, and, and you take that scripture and you, you dissect it and you, and you break it apart, it, there's going to be a word there that talks about the way that the child is bent. And you look for the bend of the child, and you you train them in that bend. And when you do that, that child is going to be somebody. If if you do that, they're not going to depart from it. I read a book where an author talks about that, and he says, my dad always wanted me to get underneath the car with him and work on the car, and that was hard work. I wasn't bent to do that. My bend was actually, I love to write, I love to, to do and to create this way. When my dad finally stopped and found out that that was my bend, he trained me in that. And guess what happened? Oh, you're reading his book yeah. now. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's finding those different definitions of work. And working hard. You yeah. know, how do you work hard? How do you define hard work? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and... and that's something I've had to, you know, as a sure. teacher, I had to change from the beginning, from the beginning of my career to the mm-hmm. end of my career. That definition of hard work had to change. Right. Right. And it's going to change with every generation. Like you said, you know, 
every generation always seems to be quote unquote softer or something like that. No, they just go about it differently. Amen. We're going to wrap up today on Circle and Broken, and I want to leave you with this. Is this generation progressively getting softer? That was the last question that was asked. The answer that we've come up with was this. Yes, evaluate, look around, but no, the world has gotten softer. And so we need to say there's hard workers out there. Let's find them and let's And look grow. to yourself. Amen. Who's, who's leading them? Have a good day, Circle and Broken fam. I was standing by my window on one